Welcome to the Career Transition Podcast. I'm your host, Nada Bohendi. And today we're going to wrap up identifying your career sweet spot. And today we have my facilitator, John, here with us. Thanks for having me back. And there is this concluding topic, which I think is so fascinating. I'm a very big people person. And so how I collaborate with people make a really big difference, even in the way that I get to work together with you. It's been really smooth. And when that happens, it's almost like the dream scenario. So when we look for uh, our desired career or desired ideal job, this is such a big thing to take into consideration. And I'm so glad you teach all of your clients about this. So we're going to get started with this whole thing of the team aspect and also what kind of the role um, that that job entails. Absolutely. So you and I talked about this a little bit offline and it was such a tough thing for me to talk about because I firmly believe that um, when it comes to personality tests, you can actually have different personality types to do the same role. And this is why I don't get into things like Myers-Briggs or things that are super heavy on the personality types. And I focus more on the way you enjoy communicating with others. And I use that more so to validate what we came up with in terms of roles. Um, I don't use it too much to basically narrow down what kind of role the person is going to take on but more from a cultural aspect at an organization and team dynamics aspect to help people think about that when they're interviewing. Because mm. at the end of the day, we got to get along with the people that we work with. And if we have clashing personalities on a team, then it becomes problematic. And if you are clashing with your boss, for example, and you already noticed that in the interview, there are signs, there are red flags it prevents you from entering a situation that is not going to serve you. I love this. This is like looking for somebody on online dating and their description might be everything that you're looking for in a description. And sometimes when we think about an ideal partner, we also think of different descriptions of what we would like for them to have. But then in reality, the actual dynamics between us is so important. And I love that you're talking about this. Can you talk a little bit more about enjoying the different aspects of a role as well? Yeah. So um, in terms of, um, you know, how I use or, or that piece, how we determine it, we think of how you're going to fit in a team, not just basically the, you know, activities that you're going to do. You can still do the same activities, but you can actually do them differently. Um, but Things like, for example, if um, you are more of a strategic person, right, um, then obviously either you enjoy more of a leadership role, either you want to be more of a driver, um, maybe um, you want to be an ideas person, right? Mm. So um, there's actually two um, basically frameworks that I use to help people figure this out. There's the Belbin team roles, and then there's the DISC assessment. So the Belbin team role helps us understand um, what type of role can we play on a team. So um, one of my favorite ones is plant because I am a plant. Um, I'm an ideas person. 
I'm always that kind of person who will come up with the ideas, but I'm not super great at implementing them. I need someone to compliment me when it comes to executing those ideas to completion. Um, there are roles that are more around, you know, um, let's say the networking, social butterfly types of people where, where they're going to get ideas from, let's say, um, external communities, people outside of the team, and they're going to bring them into the team. I call those resource investigator. They're very resourceful. Um, they're the kinds of people who will um, come up with answers externally, and they're very outgoing. Um, John, you remind me of that role, actually. Right. No. <laughs> and then um, teamworker. This is the person who's also the glue. You know, they're cooperative. They um, try to avert friction. Um, that's the kind of role that they play. Um, and then there's the coordinator. Usually those people who play more of a project manager role, they tend to play more of a coordinator role um, where they're really great at um, delegating. Um, and then there are specialists, people who are more um, uh, focused on being specialized in specific areas, people who tend to be developers or data scientists. They have like this super technical niche that they um, specialize in and they come in bringing in expertise to the team. Um, then you have monitor evaluators. Those are usually the people who find all the mistakes they can annoy the crap out of someone who is more strategic because they fixate on those little details, but their role is necessary. If you're thinking in an environment where quality is very important, um, there's a low tolerance for mistakes um, and, you know, like, for example, regulatory, you know, um, environments um, so that people don't get fined, legal environments. Um, those are great or testers, you know, on a team, they tend to be monitor um, evaluators. Um, then you've got implementers who are more hands-on, they're practical. You've got shapers. These are the people who shape the strategy and then completer finishers who get it to the finish line. So it's important to know like where you fit in. It can, to some extent, um, help you identify what your ideal job is. For example, if you are a product manager, you've got to be a plant because you've got to come up with creative ideas to solve problems. Um, but designers can also be plants, right? Um, and if you are, for example, someone who is meant to be a tester, then you've got to be a monitor evaluator. Otherwise, it's not going to work. No. So I don't rely on it on its own. It's another piece of the puzzle because... This whole thing that we've been talking about, identifying your ideal job, there are different pieces of puzzles that we talked about, and we got to just fit them all in in order to um, basically narrow it down to what that ideal job is. And that's one of the sources of information that I use in my career archetype quiz to help people um, narrow down what their ideal job is. Mm, and that's so important because... As people, we're so complex. And then the nature of different jobs are so complex. And when you're trying to match two things together, I feel like it's like one of those really difficult puzzles of trying to see what works and what doesn't work and having more things to help understand the complexities of people and of roles is really, really important. So I love that you 
A, do the architecture quiz, but also you're using a, um, an assessment like the Belbin to be able to put more words and identify. The important thing isn't necessary to self-identify, but as much as having the exposure of all the different things are, and then really knowing that, yes, that might be your thing. And for all of you who are not as lucky as I was to be told by Nada what she thinks I am, you can actually listen to this part again and see which one really stands out more to you. Now, Nada's mentioned the architect uh, quiz that is available. And then you can also uh, talk about this in the community. All of the information is below, but if you're listening to this and you're not driving, go do this, actually go back five more seconds or 10 more seconds and listen to this and self-select a little bit. So it gives you a clue of how you can enter into this world and look for your ideal job. Now you all, go ahead. Yeah, and I wanted to say too that, you know, my career archetype quiz is very comprehensive and it actually already includes the Belbin, um, you know, uh, exercise um, as well as the DISC assessment um, all packaged together in that quiz so that people don't have to go and, you know, um, answer a thousand different <laughs> exercises to identify their ideal job. Yes. And sometimes when we take these quizzes, we might not know how to view them in the right light. So I love that Nada is helping you uh, look at how you can essentially see the assessments, the two assessments, the development and the this in the light according to job hunting and finding the perfect career for you. It's so helpful. So Nada, then you mentioned DISC. Can you go into DISC a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So the so Belbin, um, I use that to help people identify what type of role they enjoy playing on a team and particular role, particular you know job titles. Um, they require you to play those roles. Um, now the other piece of the puzzle is determining what type of communication style you prefer. Um, and that is important to know. So if you are someone who is a driver and you're very direct, and that actually helped me a lot in terms of um, helping people narrow down whether they want to, for example, be a product manager or let's say a coach or a scrum master. <laughs> and I tend to ask, like, are you, are, do you tend to be a driver? Because as a coach, you can't always drive, right? If you want to basically be involved in the direction of how a product needs to be built and what features need to go in, you're going to get frustrated. And I found that that was happening to me in the corporate world. Um, and part of the reason why when I transitioned into more of an agile coach role, I got frustrated. Um, so D is for driver. And then the other one, is the I. So the I is all about influence. So um, there are people who um, thrive on communicating with people. They're extroverts. Um, they care a lot about what people think about them. They want an environment where they feel accepted. Um, so it's important to know that because if you are playing a role in an organization where you're not constantly communicating with people, I mean, thank someone who is a salesperson or an account executive or someone who thrives on being a customer advocate and constantly talking to clients, they get a high 
on building relationships and then you're putting them in a basement, like generating reports, they're going to go nuts. Yep, it's true. So um, that's why it's really important to also have an understanding of your disk assessment. And then there are people who value steadiness. Um, they value structure. And so being in an environment that is very chaotic, that is going through a lot of changes. I've had clients who came to me feeling unfulfilled because they've been in an organization that went through multiple reorgs. Oh. Um, or people who um, are in consulting and they don't know what their next assignment is and what project they're going to be on. It creates a lot of anxiety. Mm. And this helps you understand why you're frustrated and upset. It's also a great tool, even when you're interviewing with someone. If you understand, you know, though, you know, that based on certain uh, ways that the, pe the person is speaking to you, their body language, that maybe they value, for example, data, then in an interview setting, you're going to give them more data. And those are usually the people who are analytical in the DISC assessment. They are motivated and influenced by data. And if you are talking to someone who's more of an I, who's more emotional, then you need to lean more on the emotions during the interview. So mm -hmm. this is such a valuable tool that not only helps you learn more about yourself to identify your ideal job, but be, it helps you become an effective communicator, whether it's in an interview, whether you're in an executive meeting and, and pitching, you know, an idea, um, learning how people communicate and how they prefer consuming information and how they get influenced is an extremely valuable tool and actually a tool that I also help my clients who are trying to get promoted or trying to up level to leadership roles. So good. Yes, because a lot of you might be listening to this or watching this right now because you're in a role that doesn't feel like a good fit for you and you want to transition into something else. However, Anada constantly works with people to up-level them and having the ability to know what strategy to use to do that is huge. So I love that you help executives get placements in places and roles that are a really good fit for them as well. So you mentioned a driver and influencer. What were the S and the C? So the S is for steadiness. Um, mm. And those are people who value um, basically structure. Correct. They want stability. And the C is for my analytical folks who are very data-driven. Yes. Think, um, your data analysts, your um, data scientists, your developers, they're very analytical. Even mm -hmm. this is actually helpful for me to know what each person's disk assessment when I work with them. Yes. Is when we are navigating, helping them um, make peace with their ideal job and overcome the imposter syndrome, I know what approach to use. Wow. Am I going to use a data-driven approach to prove to them that this is the right role for them? Or am I going to use an approach based on emotion, right? Wow. Yeah. And I love that it's so important for you to know, for them to know this, that you know how to work with them, but also for them how to navigate the different roads that are ahead of them, which is so important. So I know all of you watching and listening right now are kind of itching to go and do some of these assessments and maybe take a career, the career architecture uh, or archetype course or quiz. So 
Uh, we're going to put the details in the show notes so that you can go find them and really enjoy finding out what the results of this is because uh, listening to all the different things and not knowing what you are can be such a tease. Now, uh, we're going to, instead of doing a typical Q&A, we're also going to tell a little bit of a story. So this is somebody in Nada's community who made this statement and, and kind of asked this question, and we're going to hear a little bit about this. So this community member says, I've been feeling rather discouraged lately, trying to figure out what my ideal job is. But after taking the disc, I got more clarity. So it's so cool that something like this can really help. Nada, can you fill us in on more of this story? Yeah, absolutely. So this was one of my clients who basically was torn around whether he should become a product manager or a scrum master. And it was taking him a little bit longer um, figuring it out as well as, um, you know, um, in terms of, you know, landing the role. Um, so I noticed when I was looking at his disc assessment that <laughs> his um, eye and was shooting up the roof during times of stress. And all the logic was just going out of the window. And so what that helped me realize is that at moments of stress, you know, um, the analytical, we're not leaning too much on the analytical side. And this is also a great area of development for him to be aware of that. Um, you know, I'm not in the business of changing people. Um, I think that everyone ha needs to focus more on their strengths. Um, but being aware of your limitations helps you either find ways to manage those limitations um, or navigate them. So when I shared that with him, he realized that, okay, well, it makes sense why I'm so confused right now. Um, and instead of trying to go with the logic of what his ideal job should be, I asked him about his why. I got him to go back to his journaling exercise. I asked him to lean into emotional moments in his life. And what that ended up helping us realize is that he is truly, truly passionate about helping teams so that they don't suffer the way he did in chaotic gaming organizations. Mm. So important. And this made a huge difference probably to him to know, to have a kind of career or a job that would just feel like it's such a right fit for him. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, this really is about not just getting your dream job that's a good title or a good pay, but this is something that you'll be so happy being in that role and also feel like you can build your own, having a sustainability and building your own future in that direction, which is so huge. 100%. I love it. Okay, so if you're listening to this and you felt like this was something really fascinating and you have somebody in mind that would be equally as fascinated about this, what I want you to do right now is pull out your phone if you're not driving and go to your texting app and put the number in of the person that you are looking for. Then copy the link of this episode or of LinkedIn if you're looking at it on LinkedIn and just share with them. Let them know that this is something that they can look into if they're feeling lost and they don't really know what they want to do with their life. And perhaps Nana is probably the perfect person for them to work with 
or they can take the course and really get a lot of clarity. The whole point of this is for us to help you get clarity so that you go into the job and the career that works the best for you. Thanks so much for hosting us today, Nada. And next week, we're going to come back um, and we're going to start a new series. So look, look forward to that. Awesome. Thank you so much, John. It's the success. Not only to think, but to act outside of the box. You need a coach to help guide you on what your sweet spot is. What you do works, period.